0: Everyone, welcome back to the Sandy and Mandy Show. I'm Mandy. I'm Sandy, and today is our Tea Time 13. Yeah. <laughs> For the very first question, somebody said attachment styles. I want to hear y'all's input on that pretty please. I'm so glad y'all asked this because I love learning about attachment styles. And I think recently, I feel like last year, I started to really learn what my attachment style is. I believe her name is the Jessica Da Silva on Instagram, and she has helped me a ton ton with just figuring out what my attachment style even is. She even has a quiz on her link in her bio. So y'all could use that one because I've used like, you know, the random online attachment style quizzes and they all told me I was secure, but... We all have different percentages of different attachment styles. The attachment styles are, let me explain that. So according to Wikipedia, attachment theory is a psychological, evolutionary, and ethological theory concerning relationships between humans. The most important tenet is that young children need to develop a relationship with at least one primary giver caregiver for normal social and emotional development. Basically, there's four attachment styles. There's a secure attachment style, which is healthy boundaries, mutual trust and support. The second attachment style is anxious attachment. And basically a big part of that attachment style is fear of abandonment. And with attachment styles too, a lot of people tie it back to childhood development and childhood trauma. But I also think from my experiences, attachment style can also just come from like your recent relationships and just like within your developmental like years, it doesn't have to be specifically from your childhood. And then there's this Dismissive avoidant, which is basically avoiding intimacy and vulnerability, commitment issues, guarded, closed off. Basically like avoidant, like they'll leave, they won't talk, they'll ghost. <laughs> <laughs> the last one is fearful avoidant. I haven't really heard people cover this attachment style a lot. Fearful avoidant is basically the fear of rejection, a hard time trusting and relying on a partner, and basically just craving love. But deeply afraid of it at the same time. They can be very hyper vigilant and just expecting the worst and seeing their partner as an enemy or a potential enemy. That's the attachment style <laughs> that I have. And uh, ever since I learned that, it really helped me just figure out why I react the way that I do, why I think the way that I do my triggers and it can just feel really like scary and intense because with a fearful avoidant attachment style it can come from a very traumatic childhood or even just traumatic relationships within your developmental years and so definitely (laughs) relate to that and because of that it is really difficult for me to trust people to feel safe with people and more often than not I think I am. Pretty hyper vigilant. Like, I'm very ready to see what's wrong so I can move on. You know, just expecting the worst because that's just what I've experienced and what I've come to expect. And so I think attachment styles can definitely just be triggered within romantic relationships, especially because you are so intimate with somebody. And when you're in close proximity with somebody like that, y'all can definitely trigger each other. And there's definitely different types of triggers for each attachment style. I'm very grateful to learn about it. I think it's something that everybody should look into. And even if you have a secure attachment style, that doesn't mean that like you're going to be problem free. It doesn't mean that you won't face conflict or difficulties within your relationship because I think, Before my first like romantic relationships, I felt like I had a pretty secure attachment style. Like I was very trusting. I guess I was like naive too. And that can also be something associated with being a secure attachment style. Basically, I'm just saying that just to say that like, if you don't have a secure attachment style, you don't have to beat yourself up over it. Ideally, it is something that we want to have, but it's completely normal if we're not at that point, especially with just how life is and what we go through and stuff. And so, yeah. I really recommend the Jessica Silva on Instagram. She's also a licensed therapist and attachment coach. She has a lot of great infographics on Instagram that y'all can look through and kind of check out like, you know, which attachment style you may be. There's also the quiz you can also take in her bio. And yeah, that's basically all I know (laughs) about attachment styles. What about you, Sandy?
1: So the first time I heard about attachment styles was... Last year, my friend was like, what's your attachment style or your ex? And I'm like, oh, like, I don't even know what that is. Aside from the attachment styles that you had said, they had mentioned one that was like anxious preoccupied. Have you heard of that? I have. What that means, when you're anxiously waiting for somebody or, you know, not receiving the love and reassurance as quick as you need it, that you just stay busy like 24-7. I took four attachment style quizzes i did like the first five on google to be honest and they all ask different things so yeah it does a lot with like childhood development And then your parent role because we could be still struggling through daddy and mommy issues, which I think really does play a part in just how you are in a relationship. Oh, yeah. Because you see how your parents' love is. Whatever you lack or whatever, like, it just goes into the way you are in relationships, too. Like, if they didn't love you in the way that you needed, you're going to be seeking that. So I got secure, for like all the tests, but it's not 100% like Mandy said. It's percentages broken down into the other attachment styles. My next tier of attachment style from what you described would probably be dismissive avoidant. <laughs> no, yeah. Am I proud of that? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. Now you agreeing. <laughs> no, because that's why I was laughing earlier because
0: like just from our other podcast episodes we're like yeah we leave yeah Yeah, we go it's like Mm -hmm. so it's very it's very much in the avoidant attachment (laughs) style
1: clearly i know when i get triggered in romantic relationships it makes me just shut down and i'm just like i need to pause and recollect myself and understand myself and just be like okay why am i even acting like this and i guess that's where the avoidant part comes in because i really can't Express how I'm feeling or what I'm going through until I've like calmed down from the situation, you know, like being put on the spot inside of a fight or heightened emotions isn't my favorite thing.
0: But like, I think that's the right thing to do is to like let yourself, you know, or at least, you know, communicate like, hey, I need some space and let Mm. yourself calm
1: down and then like speak about it. Thank you. Well, yeah, well, being paired with people who don't have dismissive avoidant in that way where I was maneuvering, they would me mm. for an answer which is you know what i mentioned in the other episode i don't like when people try to make things right right away because i can't because like nothing has changed feel that. yeah dismissive avoidance is what wanting to leave
0: you're most likely not emotionally available you avoid intimacy mm. not allowing others to emotionally <laughs> support them not opening up mm-hmm. about how they feel or what they need, avoiding confrontation, mm-hmm. difficult conversations, not being understanding of differing needs or perspectives, having too rigid of boundaries, unwilling to compromise, not seeking help, Believing they can do everything on their own. Being dismissive or critical mm, about no. how others operate. Uh, keeping people at a distance. Mm. and a- <laughs> No, dude, whenever I was reading this, I really thought I was dismissive avoidant. But whenever I read The Fearful Avoidant, I was like, okay, I think this like hits a little deeper. Having unrealistic oh. expectations for love and possible partners.
1: Okay, see now. All these attachment cells... I believe they're speaking from romantic relationships. That's where we most get triggered from what I've seen and yeah. what I've been in. So with those, I would say that they're true. Can I read them again? Yeah. There are a few of these that I can go over for myself. Thank you. Not allowing others to emotionally support them. Yeah. Honestly, sometimes it's hard for me to just open up emotionally. I think it just takes time and like I also I'm just hyper independent. Like that's something I'm still working through is to just not having to do everything by myself, you know? I'm just like kind of the type of person where give the problems to the universe, it'll solve itself out or I'll just try to solve my own problems like the best way that I can without feeling like a burden to the people that I love, I got secure attachment for for all the quizzes is because now moving ahead, moving forward, who I am now, I only want secure relationships around me. So in the past, you know, my dismissive side came out. And I think it's because I really went into relationships, not even really being friends for a whole entire year or just having a friendship foundation. And so all the relationships and friendships I have in my life now, they're all secure, on a secure basis, which is why I probably got secure in the test. Because I do know how to communicate and you know everything that the test asks. But then when I'm thrown into a romantic relationship, all of that like, can kind of go out the window.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree Mm because, you know, within friendships and just being single and on your own, you can really feel like, oh, I've healed like a lot of things, you know, I've worked through a lot of things. I feel like, you know, I'm ready to, you know, ready for whatever. And then whenever you're put into an intimate, you know, romantic relationship, you start to really see, oh, this definitely still triggers me. Oh, like this is really putting me through something that I thought I got over like already or Basically, just kind of putting you back into the headspace of where you may have been before. And that's really where your attachment styles can really show. It is good to get into, you know, different connections because you learn a lot about yourself, about other people and just what works for you, what doesn't. And also healing whatever you may need healing with within, you know, future relationships from the past relationships.
1: Yeah, what I was going to say, adding on to that is that when you're in relationships with people and you get triggered or there's conflict, it's sometimes can almost be like you're facing your shadow self in front of somebody.
0: Dude, no, that's exactly how it feels. Mm -hmm. Yeah within my last intimate connection, like, I felt like I was, like, such, like, a horrible person, like, because uh-huh. of, like, my attachment. I mean, I know I'm not. Yeah. Like, but, like, it, it felt mm-hmm. like that. In- also my Scorpio moon. It mm-hmm. felt like, <laughs> it felt like that intensely because within relationships, especially intimate, close romantic relationships, y'all are gonna hurt each other, mm-hmm. like, one or, one or the other way. Like, you know? Did I say that right? One or... one way or another so yeah y'all are gonna hurt each other one way or another because that's just how humans are like you know we grow up differently there's conflict that's bound to arise somehow and so whenever i would you know hurt the other person unintentionally of course i would feel like a horrible person and it was really because i was just getting triggered my attachment style was showing his ass so
1: (laughs) (laughs) i know it happens kind of relates to this i sent you this tweet like yesterday and it says love is not relationships i was like huh and then they said relationships are not love oh this is by the username watery aquarius young people play pretend marriage when they get into relationships not knowing it's a partnership it's not as romantic to learn how to deal with somebody yeah like when you're in relationships with somebody you're gonna hurt them okay there that's where i got yeah. this from and it's just like some of us aren't realizing that relationships equal partnership it's not just delusion and love and romance like no it's actual work sometimes
0: definitely relationships are work There will be parts in whatever relationship where things take work. The closer you get to people, you know, you will see things and they might hurt you. You may hurt them unintentionally, I'm hoping. But that's just human nature. Real relationships, they definitely take work.
1: Yeah, and you can grow together if you choose that path.
0: We want to talk even more in depth about the attachment styles. So we'll probably make like a, you know, upcoming episode literally all about it. So we won't get too, too into it. But... I will say some more things about the fearful avoidant attachment style. This post that I'm reading is from the Jessica Da Silva. And it's basically how fearful avoidance may sabotage relationships. Let me know if y'all can relate. Being indecisive about what they want. Giving mixed signals. Yeah, I definitely... um, (laughs) You're smiling in the back. (laughs) Yes. And let me explain. Well, Yes because like I'm just scared like again like I'm fearing like I don't know if this is gonna work and so like you know I'm you know I'm with it but at the same time like I'm kind of not with it because you know I'm scared but also at the same time I want connection and I like you but at the same time like I don't know what you'll do to me and
1: (laughs) another one
0: is (laughs) seeing their partner as the enemy like I stated previously. The reason why I'm like this is because people have been enemies to me, like, oh, in the past. I'm so, like, like just people in the past betraying me. Oh, people who have a fearful avoidant attachment style, they have a huge betrayal wound. Like, huge betrayal wound. And so... Because of that, that is why I like, I could see my partner as my potential enemy because my past partners have been my enemies. And so, you know, it's kind of hard to get out of that type of mindset when these experiences are the only types of experiences I've had. So it does take a lot of work. (laughs) Another one is not fully committing to the relationship, having one foot in and one foot out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I have not been in a relationship for the past uh, few years. Anyways, assuming worst case scenarios and acting on them. So I try not to act on them, but my mind will go to the worst places possible because I've experienced this. So like, yeah, I'm going to like go to the worst place possible. And then the last one I want to talk about is black and white thinking, seeing people as either good or bad. Yeah, that's definitely something that I have done within my romantic relationships, just because I've just experienced very like extreme situations. And so, yeah, I don't know. It makes sense to categorize things as like good or bad but you know humans are a lot more complex than
1: just a good and bad so
0: yeah that's what i have to say about my fearful avoidant attachment style
1: thank you for the in-depth ask question yes
0: thank you so much for your question next question is uh does your friendship inspire you both to explore your own creativity happy face
1: (laughs) yeah well yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like honestly since the first couple conversations we've just been blooming together nonstop.
0: dude yeah also y'all whenever i'm saying like well yes it's from like a meme from tokyo tony if y'all don't know like why i keep (laughs) keep saying that but yes absolutely if y'all are subscribed to our patreon y'all can literally hear us talk about each other like (laughs) the time on there and how much we just feel so inspired and it just feels good to be with each other especially like in person now Mm -hmm. um but yes our friendship absolutely inspires us to explore our own creativities yeah ever since we first hung out like in real life Mm -hmm. I feel like that was just a very transformative and It just feels nice to be with somebody else who just does the same shit. And like, we just kind of have the same vibe, but also not the same vibe, Mm -hmm. but the same boldness.
1: The same energy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I love that we're both bold. And I love that we can both like amp each other the fuck up. (laughs) And we're both strong, like strong will, strong headed, just strong energy. So it's really inspiring. For us to be around each other. It's like my friendship with Mandy, or our friendship, is just like the foundation friendship, really, that I can count on. It's just like the friendship blueprint, such caring and considerate friendship and appreciative friendship.
0: It's the standard. I there think you go. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: meant the standard. Of
0: course, I like 100% agree because, you know, as we've spoken in previous episodes, we've just been in a lot of other. Relationships, friendships, where we didn't really have that type of foundation. We didn't really connect as much, you know, as we do. And the loyalty, the heavy on that. (laughs) (laughs) Heavy on that. It just feels so nice to just. Just be with a bitch that gets it, you know? Honestly, it's been difficult to find, but I'm just very grateful that we at least have each other. And yeah, ever since we started being in real life, consistently in real life together, we've been creating a bunch of things. If y'all haven't seen already, our corset looks, which is oh, chef's kiss. I'm so mm-hmm. glad we did that. It feels like so long ago, even though it's just like a month ago. I feel like we inspire each other just really easily and we just work together together just super easily. Like, I mean, yeah, we have a podcast together mm-hmm. that's like a year strong, a year Yay. and growing, which is just really cool. Every time we go out, we just do bold looks, but they look very different at the same time.
1: Yeah, I'm grateful for our friendship and that uh, I don't have to fear anything, you know? We can be ourselves. We can like pour our trust into each other and just keep it pushing.
0: Yeah, bro, you're like one of the people I actually like trust.
1: Same. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: Thank you so I'm much. So I'm yeah. shit, like... <laughs> Yeah, I just, like, yeah, I can count on one hand, maybe a couple (laughs) fingers, you know? Yeah. I hope everybody can experience a friendship like this.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm wishing that for y'all. Seeing your art and makeup every day is also, it still inspires me. Like, I love that you do it consistently. and. (laughs) I notice that you always do add a pop of color so sometimes I've been like oh maybe I should add some color today like because of you yeah right bro that's how I feel about you I feel like you do your makeup more consistently than I do
0: no I feel like Sandy like I don't know I feel like your line work is crazy Mm -hmm. like the way you use eyeliner is like insane like I've never (laughs) seen anybody else like do that like and it's very inspiring like it Mm -hmm. definitely inspires me to just do more like line work in general because it's fucking hard y'all like i don't know like i don't even know how i don't know i just have no idea how you're just able to like do it so easily and like just so fluidly and so yeah i'm very very inspired by that also shout out to taboo liner Mm -hmm. if y'all know y'all know if y'all don't shop.cinitaboo.com there's liner bundles. There's hella shit on there. Um, If you want some eyeliner, use my code mm-hmm. MANDY and all caps. You can get 50% off Taboo Liner, literally the best eyeliner I've ever used. It is the only liquid eyeliner I use. It's uh-huh. literally like the holy grail.
1: Yeah, bro. I agree. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, Taboo Liner is literally my wand. So, and the only eyeliner I use, waterproof. But y'all know you should get it. Oh, it's 444 right now again. A more recent look that we've been doing that has been creatively inspiring both of us is doing stencil, stencil makeup. I feel like that's been really fun. I like what you've been doing. Like we first started off with AK-47 for the reflection episode and you've been branching out to stars and sparkles, which I've never seen and so cute. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I like when you do eyeshadow. First of all, perfectly blended. Like, I don't know how you do that. And you're like, oh, like, no, I can do better. I'm like, no, bro. Like, (laughs) it's so good. And like, I love the gradient colors you use. It's so pretty. And you always use colors that I would never use. So I love it. Like how you make it work for yourself thanks bro mm-hmm. what the fuck
0: because yeah I, I do really think like i could be doing like
1: better just, <laughs> no you're you know. severely talented Let me
0: severely see. thank you, <laughs> you too, bro. that's really how thank i feel you. like you and eyeliner dude like i feel like eyeliner is even more difficult than eyeshadow
1: okay i don't know eyeshadow it confuses me it's like the brushes and stuff like the technique like i don't know when it's fully blended like i don't know when to stop you know i feel like you know Well, I got you. Thank you. That's our friendship. It continues to grow.
0: Each and every day, just being consistently in real life together instead of seeing each other maybe like a handful of times throughout the year. Game changer. Dude, yeah. Huge game changer. And our energy, honestly, has just been really
1: helping us Mm -hmm. grow. Been so fast, too. It like really we just talk about whatever all the time and like help each other out all the time and then we both winning every single day even just like being friends in real life is a fucking win like every day so
0: hell oh, yeah bro. yay we love it <laughs>
1: <laughs> last question they said how much do you feature astrology in your navigation of romantic relationships question mark x Love this question. If y'all been listening consistently, you know that we basically apply astrology to all of our relationships, like friendships and romantic and just any dynamic, really. I think, you know, astrology is just such a great tool. And Mandy said earlier, a cheat code to somebody's personality really
0: yeah and like just a cheat code to life and a cheat code to mm-hmm. learning about yourself because before astrology if I never learned about astrology and I was just you know just like raw dogging life like I feel like things would just be so much more difficult I would just yeah. be so much more confused mm-hmm. there's just so much to mm-hmm. it too so to all the people out there who are like oh no I don't believe in it like you shouldn't apply it to da do your research, you know, (laughs) there's just a lot to your birth chart and like the houses and like the degrees, like everything comes together. A lot of things make sense. It also comes hand in hand with like tarot and, you know, numerology Mm -hmm. and just a lot of esoteric practices. Astrology, we apply it to pretty much everything because it really is like a way to navigate life. And there's thousands of years of Mm -hmm. research and just practice with it. And so it's very real. It's helped us a lot within Mm -hmm. just our development and also, yeah, just navigating relationships and you know, we try not to judge people, of course, like there are specific traits of developed signs, specific traits of underdeveloped signs, but um, it does give you, you know, at least an idea yeah, of what the
1: experience with this person could entail. So I don't really know how to answer this question because they said, how much do you feature it in your romantic relationships? Like, am I supposed to say percentage or something? Because it's just, yes, like I do feature it. Like how much? Like, I don't know how much, but... Honestly, it just helps me figure out what would be compatible versus like what would be hard for me to understand through my partner and yeah, just navigation skills, such like that.
0: The answer is, well, yes. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) I think I definitely feature astrology in literally all of my relationships. Like, I mean, not to be that bitch who's like, what's your sign? But like, I I am that bitch. Like... (laughs) I'm that's definitely funny. that bitch at work. I'm like, what's your side? I'm like, oh, yeah.
1: I tr- yeah, we both try to wait, but the, like the urge is there. I'm like, when's your birthday? Like, you know, like I need yeah. to- oh, Or just like, I'll just wait it out. I'm like, I'll just wait till I find out somehow, like naturally more than just like coming out and being like, well, what is it?
0: Honestly, all of them respond like in a positive way. or oh, like that's good. The most, like, I guess- I wouldn't even say not positive, but some people are like, oh, like I don't know much about mm-hmm. it. Like people generally just don't know much about it. And then I just start going kind of in like small tangents about like what it is, how it can help you and how like, you that's know, sweet. your sun sign isn't the only like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you have more to your yeah, chart like, you know, then they get really into it. But a lot of the people that I've met, like they already know about it and they know like their big three and like, you mm-hmm. know, their other placements too. So
1: no, that's a really good point too, because alongside of us featuring navigation with romantic relationships and astrology, we also understand that we and every one of you are made up of all 12 of the signs. So as much as we dedicate traits to, and characteristics to certain signs, we also know that it's not going to be 100% them, like dedicated to just these qualities. Like, no, we know that like it's fluid enough. And we also understand that there's other parts of the chart. You could have a trine, you could have a stellium, like all these other things go into play with your natal chart. So. Yeah, but we still do use it as navigation. It just helps so much with understanding somebody. Yes. I think it also helps us know how to love them. Yeah, to yeah. understand and
0: love them in yeah. a way that they need.
1: Exactly. And, well, yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, honestly, I honestly feel like that's the perfect answer to that question because that's really what it is. Yeah, I think that literally is what it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. So... That wraps up our 13th Tea Time episode. Let's shout out to our lovely Patreons.
0: So huge shout out to our Patreon subscribers, Brianna or Brianna. I'm, I'm still not sure how to, you know, let me know. Seven, So me Pop, and Germ
1: yay we love y'all so much and really really appreciate y'all being with us for another month on patreon
0: yes thank y'all so fucking much for all the support the love the loyalty Mm -hmm. it does not go unseen we'll see y'all in our next episode bye love y'all bye love y'all